Gary motherfucking Toke. Gary Toke! What's Gary up? Gary Toke. What's up, guys? This is Gary Toke420. Welcome back to the Gary Toke channel. Today we're gonna be discussing the latest water pipe. This one is shaped like a hippopotamus. It's fantastic. Look at it. Oh, and this one, I'm so, I would have to say rest in peace to my Rattata-shaped bong. <laughs> it got smashed. It's a full, it's a full 20 minutes. And he brings back the, in the arms of an angel. And it's a close-up on a broken Rattata bong. Oh, man, my Pokemon-themed bong collection's never gonna be the same after this. Man, damn it. I know I'm usually trying to... I know I'm usually the one to take charge on the characters, but damn it, you have Gary Toke down. Johnny, because I am Gary <laughs> Toke right now. There is no Blake, only Toke. That's the secret, Cap. I'm always Toke. Hey, guys, welcome to the Gary Toke channel, man. Today we're gonna do something different. I'm gonna call it with it. <laughs> Watch me die. Based podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Cage, joined as always with my co host, the. Wow, hey, it's me, Owen Wilson. Oh, with Owen wow. Wilson. I was gonna say Nicholas Cage. I was gonna say joined with another. Joined as <laughs> always by my host, my co host, another Nicholas Cage. Nick, how are you? Wow, I'm still Owen Wilson. <laughs> I see that my co-host has been possessed by the spirit of Owen Wilson. Oh my god, I'm Nick Cage and Owen Wilson. Wow, oh shit. Oh my god, they've both combined. It's insane, ladies and gentlemen. It appears as though after all of my years of murder, one of the ghosts have come back, the ghost of Owen Wilson, to possess my co-host on this. And <laughs> Nick at Nick at night. Nick at night. Why don't we do a show called Nick at Night? It's just Nick Cage. Well, I have a new idea for a segment. Welcome to Nick at Night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, we on every Nick at Night. Um, on every Nick at Night, we sit here and we review a different Nicolas Cage movie. All right, let's do it. Let's review. Okay, what movie? What are we gonna start with? Um, okay, we're gonna start with Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> well, when I made Bangkok Dangerous, the one thing I really wanted was to make sure my hair my hair looked exactly like a bird. And as you can and see, damn it, did. it looked so much like a damn bird. So that was how I felt making the movie. Five out of five Nicks. Nick, how did you feel about Bangkok Dangerous? Well, you know what? I loved it. I love working on it. I really, really, really think that it deserved the score that it got. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. We're gonna have to stop this because we need to analyze this Nicholas Cage voice you're doing. I'm not sure what it is, but it's well, it's a very different Nicholas Cage. It's Nick when he's doing serious roles. All right, that's serious Nick over there. I'm the more happy-go-lucky Nick. You'll find me in, say, a Ghost Rider, or when they cast me as Superman for no apparent reason. You're gonna find me in movies like, uh, like that one called Left Behind, where all I did was sit behind an airplane. Hold on, wait, isn't the Left Behind movie an actual adaptation of the fucking, like, Left Behind novels? The books? Yes, and it's very shitty. I really wanna see it, where he's just like, God, he took everybody except for what? us. That's why we're left behind. Nick, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to look directly into the camera, Nick. Yes, I do. It needs to get the point across. I do it in every film I've ever been in. 
All I do is fly a plane for two hours. Listen, all I've got is looking into the camera. <laughs> no, I love this concept that Nicolas Cage has never seen any of his films, but has always recorded one scene in all of his films where he says the name of the movie because he feels like if he doesn't, no one will understand why the movie is called that. For instance, he thinks, um, I I've never seen Raising Arizona. Uh, wait, hold on. I've never seen Raising Arizona, but I assume that the child's name is Arizona. <laughs> it's the scene where I say, honey, looks like it's time for us to go Raising Arizona. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, Nick, I actually acted in that movie. I was a star, and I did raise in Arizona. Except it wasn't so much a person as I burnt down the whole state of Arizona. Uh, is it bad it just took me a minute to remember that West Arizona is not a state? And I was gonna... Our... What? <laughs> what is a West Arizona? Do you know Do you... fucking West Arizona is desert? Do you know what happened? I raised Arizona and I moved it to the fucking left. And that's how we got West Arizona and East Arizona. A lot of people died. <laughs> okay. This is, okay, it's now the dramatic future. Nicolas Cage has raised Arizona. He has tossed it to the side, causing a Kim Jong-il-like conflict between the West and East Arizona. So then that's when I finally teamed up with Hayden Christensen in The Outcast. Deep cut. Oh, <laughs> yep. It's a good one. It's a good. It's, it's not a good movie, like they, but it's one of the better like ones. I feel like Blake Tanner is currently just on the Nicolas Cage filmography Wikipedia page. Oh, I, do you know what? I learned a lot um, of listening of Nicolas Cage movies from um, a wonderful podcast called The Flop House. Every Christmas, they have Cagemas, oh, and they do a different yes. Nicolas Cage movie. Damn it! Why do why? It's like all the good ideas. The minute I hear about them, I'm like, that's an idea we could have had. And I'm mad that we haven't. We need it. Yep. I need to be They've around had, forever. Nicholas Cage forever. Nicholas Cage, Nick and Nick, a hundred years. A hundred years of Nick <laughs> and Nick. Nick at night, every day. Nick and Nick every dot, hour, Nick at com. night. Nick is always night. I really, I, okay, I like casting Nicholas Cage in all of these different shows now. Doesn't matter what movie it is. Here's looking at you, Nick. Isn't it, kid? Nick, please. <laughs> Rose Nick. I don't even think that's a line from the movie. That's just the sled's name. Rose Nick. Please stop. Oh. Welcome to Nick House. I'm Ghost Rider. It's nope, getting just still Nicholas Cage. It's getting into mine is getting into George Bush territory of like. <laughs> it's almost there. Let me tell you, just add you a little southern accent on it. Go it. If I had to do Con Air Nicholas Cage, it would become uh, George W. Bush. Like, all right. <laughs> um, hey, <laughs> welcome to this is the movie W, and starred in by Nick Cage, me. <laughs> I'm president. I really cannot wait for them to do a nickel or to do a Nickelback biopic with Nicolas Cage as uh, Chad Kroger. Because holy shit, that works. It works insanely well. And it would be called Nicholas Back the Movie. <laughs> oh, look at this photograph. I'm through standing in lines to clubs. It's like a monologue. I'm through standing in lines to clubs I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth and I'm never gonna win. Nick, please. This life hasn't turned out quite like I want it to be. Nick, please. One day, a hero will save us. <laughs> I'm not going to stand here and wait. Oh, I wish I knew how to play more Nickelback songs on the guitar because I'd pull that out right now. It's a, it's now become a staple. For those of you who are not uh, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash loadofbs, we do the pre-show called the BS Rev Up, and we have a new segment where basically me or Blake have to go get water or go piss or something, and then the other one has to serenade our audience. So, Nick, how has your week been? Oh, God, let me tell you something, Nick. It's been a week. I saw a parade today. I killed a stormtrooper and took his outfit. Wait, hold, hold on. I know the parade thing is a thing that actually happened to Blake Tanner. 
I'm a little curious about the killing the stormtrooper thing. Oh, that was all Nick. <laughs> I've, I've aligned myself with the rebellion. What? Nick, Nick is a rebel through and through. Nick, Nick rebels against all odds. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You <laughs> are my only hope. No, Nick. I am your Nick. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is, okay, I think this is a story that needs to be told, and it's on par with Nick only being able to say the word Nick. So me and Blake last, I went to see Blake's play last weekend, and unfortunately this show is going, this episode is going to be released on the last day of its run, so you're not going to get to see it, guys. But Whoops. <laughs> whoops. But I went to see Blake's play, it was a very lovely play, but beforehand, we decided to go to our the Birmingham, Alabama mall. Oh, very weird term. I could have just said the Galleria. Called the Galleria. It's not even in Birmingham. No, it's the it's the Mall of Birmingham, Alabama, known as the Galleria at River Chase. It's like, wait, dude, just say the River Chase Gal. Just say the fucking mall. I'm sorry. I just feel like you really need to know all the details. Nick. Done nicked it up, I Nick. I nicked it up. So we decided to go walk about the mall. We went to a hot topic where uh, Blake got, I don't want to say angry, but passive aggressive Blake came out in a big way because he was just like, please let me leave. Don't make me be in this place anymore. I could feel like my 14-year-old self returning, and I have kept that thing in a cage for so long, Scotty. Well, it, it would just... I can't even say anything. I can't be like, yeah, man, I understand. Hot Topic was a phase for all of us. Because I'm currently wearing a The Elite shirt from Hot Topic. I have two patches I bought from Hot Topic right here. It's still in me. There's a small part of me that just must be IV dripped every once in a while. A little bit of uh, juice. So what was your main problem with the Hot Topic other than the fact that we stayed in there too long? Okay. Now listen here, Nick. There's a few problems with Hot Topics as a whole. Mm -hmm. One, they're very cramped and secluded. Two, they're always full of people that you don't want to be around that represent the worst of the person that you are stereotyped to be. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and you have to share close proximity to them and they smell. Yeah, that was probably main problem I had was that problem. Although we did take some very lovely uh, Supernatural-themed photos for one of our friends yep. who loves us and Supernatural. So that Also, let me tell you, none of those body pillows that they sell at Hot Topic are ever new. <laughs> they are firmly used, thanks to me. Nick, what? Firmly. Um, what? So then we, we went walking about and we decided halfway through, I just made a casual little joke saying, Blake, we have to go visit our friend. And even you in that moment went, what the fuck are you talking about? And I went, no, we have to go see him. We got to go see our buddy. And I walked you into the arcade and just went, John. And then we looked across at the WrestleMania arcade game that just has John Cena. Oh, shit. That just has, yep. yeah, that, I just slapped my, John Cena just slapped my microphone, the spirit of him. But John just like, yeah! And so we went and we Johned up and we just kind of kept, we were like, hey, John, how you doing? All right, John, well, we'll see you later. And then we left. And that was the end of the joke. So we, yep. or so we thought. Because <laughs> then we just, we parked outside of Sears. And uh, we walked through the Sears, and what we did not realize is John Cena has a line of, like, Axe body spray. And I just walked up to it, and I'm like, John, John, I didn't know you were working, John. John, I got to try this, John. All right. At which point, this group of, pro it's like, it's a family, essentially. But there were two 13-year-old girls who were just like, John. John, John, and you could tell, because we've both been 13 before, that they were like, we're taking these motherfuckers down a peg. We're going to make fun of them for the way they sound. Ha ha. And I'm like, 
bitches, you don't know what you just unleashed. At which point I was like, Blake, have you tried this, John? Jo oh, look at this, John. Give this John, John over here is good. Sample this, hey, John. The orange John is good. How does this John smell, Scott? Oh, this John. John. This is my John. We said John. More times in that five minutes than the WWE has said on air this year. <laughs> like, John uttered from our mouth this so many times that we were just like, John, John, John. And uh, by the end of it, I'm fairly sure we made the girls uncomfortable, which was our goal. Just to be like, yeah, that's what you get for fucking with our John. Don't fuck with another man's John, kids. Don't fuck with no John. Also, we decided to go. Uh, also, we my uh, my girlfriend almost got thrown out of a bar for not being drunk. <laughs> that was a beautiful moment. Yep. I remember that. Be I remember that because she's she's a very tired human being because she basically wakes up at four a.m. every day, which sucks. And so uh, she was sitting at the bar like this, just in her in her arms, like I'm gonna die. And our waitress, who um, I th I feel like we do need to discuss the waitress after this. We'll we'll get to her. Yeah, yeah, came over and was just like, hey, just so you know, like she brought her a Red Bull, which she ordered. It wasn't like she was just like energy, but yeah, she brought her her Red Bull and just goes, man, my manager just almost kicked you out. And we go, why? And they're like, well. What had happened was she saw you passed out on the table and thought you were drunk and was about to kick you out. And I was like, hell no, that's not right. So, yeah, Man, that's we up. almost got kicked Hold out. Hold on, before we get back before we get back to that, I do need to say, rest in peace, one of our most favorite stores in that mall. Oh, wait, which one are you to? Oh, my God. God. In the arms of an angel, oh, fly angel. away. Yeah, um. If you don't know what a Brookstone is, it's the most beautiful massage place. <laughs> well, no. It's not a, it doesn't sell, it doesn't do massages, but it's got like the expensive massage chairs well, and it's got all those like high tech gadgets that you want in your home that you'll never use. We actually, we've discussed it on the show before because at one point we did go into a Brookstone and procure um, a couple of massagers for ourselves. It was that very Brookstone. It was that very Brookstone. <laughs> I may have one of the massagers around my neck right now, and I'm just going to enjoy it for the rest of this segment. Oh, that's it's good. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that... Oh, John. Oh, that John. Feel that, John. Yeah, it's one of those moments, like certain stores when they close down, I'm like, I understand that. But walking by the Brookstone, I was like, what the fuck actually happened? Something went downhill. I, I still maintain that it's got to be in that mall somewhere. But, yeah, uh, Blake had, I don't want to say you've had, like, a rough couple of weeks. But now that I have a girlfriend, anytime I get a girlfriend, I have this problem where I really like flirting with people. And I really like being, like, I don't want to say a pickup artist because I'm not an asshole. But I like flirting with people, and I get to this point where I'm like, well, I have a girlfriend. I can't flirt with people anymore. And my mind goes, no, you can. You flirt with them for Blake. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So we're sitting at the bar, and I will say our waitress is very attractive. She had, it was quite attractive, She had yeah. beautiful blue hair, was very nice. And I had the full plan laid out. I was like, we gonna get... We gonna get, I wouldn't say it to you in the moment, cause you wouldn't, like, I was like, no, I'll hold it. But I did say, say to uh, my lady, just like, here's what we're gonna do. And this is how we're gonna get her Blake's number. And she's like, just walk up to her. And I'm like, no, no, no. You gotta map this shit out. I'm like MacGyver. Yeah. And she don't understand how, how it works. Yes. The, the woman in the situation does not understand how women think. We, the two asshole white men on the internet, we get it. So I'm like, I've got this. Yeah. I've got a plan. And then she came over and started talking to us. And I don't know. Just something didn't click. And I went from, I want to hook her up with my best friend, to, she doesn't deserve him. No. God, you said, you said one of, like, the most, like, insightful things after she left after we were talking for a bit and she's you're like 
Blake, she just doesn't speak to your soul, man. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, nah, she doesn't speak to Blake's soul. He deserves someone better than this. Oh, uh, you know, you know, you know me very well, my friend. You get it, because I was feeling that vibe, too. Well, she walked over and was just like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Let me just tell you about this right now. And she gave off, she gave off the I don't do drugs anymore, but I did at once vibe. And that was when I was like, no, sorry, can't do that. Can't let my best <laughs> friend deal with that. I'm still getting a massage, by the way. I know you don't, you can't see my, you cannot see my cam, but I am yep. digging the hell out of this massage right now. I, I trust that you are. Um, also, I've got my back massager somewhere over in the corner, but I don't feel like getting yeah. it and subjecting everyone on the podcast to another fucking song break. <laughs> also, we, uh, we, I discovered something personally, and it's that. You know, I've lived my life thinking, like, pizza. Pizza's the best food you can ever have. Or Olive Garden's Alfredo with breadsticks. That's the best combination in the world. No. I have found the best combination in the world. As we sat there at the Outback Steakhouse and... Well, firstly, I want to start with you. The enabling motherfucker you are. Who... Hey, Scotty, we were, we were real bad, weren't we? We were so bad. We uh we sat there and Blake who has had him a couple long weeks because of the show just goes I need a bloomin' onion and of course I'm on the diet where you can't have carbs you can't have anything and I just stare at this thing and I go well I put it in my diet tracker that I was gonna have a blooming sirloin and a blooming sirloin has a blooming onion on it like bits of a blooming onion so I can have like a bit of this blooming onion half of the <laughs> blooming onion later like Here's the thing. If you've never been to Outback and had a Blooming Onion, a Blooming Onion is kind of like, I don't know what Blood Rage is like, but I can imagine it because once that Blooming... It brings about the hunger, man. <laughs> you just dig into it and you'll get in about a third of the way and it'll be in your stomach and you'll stop and you'll breathe and you'll go, what the fuck just happened? Where did the Blooming Onion go? Ate a lot of onion, man. I just had a, so much onion in me. So that happened, and then you had uh, a couple drinks in you, which is why we walked around the mall for a few. I was like, yep. yeah. Um, and then I, of course, got me a scotch with my steak, and Jesus Christ, that's the best thing to ever have in unison at, at all is scotch and steak. I was like, oh, yes. This is all I've ever wanted. It was like an epiphany. I was like, I've been awakened. The spirit within me is strong. <laughs> Although, I really enjoyed how I made our waitress feel. Because she came over and was just like, so you want scotch? Do you want it like on the rocks? Do you want it with coke? I'm like, I want the scotch straight. And she brought back like a glass probably, it was bigger than this. But it was filled to maybe the bottom lowest tier it could possibly be. It was as shallow as <laughs> some people I know's gene pool. Like it was. She brought. She brought you like um a shot of scotch in a cup that you would mix a cocktail exactly. in. Exactly. And she just kind of stares at me and like, this is what you want. And I went, yes. Okay. Well, what would you side do you want with your steak? No sides. I'm sorry? No sides. All right, well, what do you want for your salad? I'm not going to eat the salad. And she's just like, nope. what the fuck is wrong with you? And so she... Meanwhile... Wait, yeah, and she already thinks I'm a psychopath, and then she turns to Blake Tanner. Ma'am, can I please get a steak and your endless shrimp combo? Because <laughs> I want some endless shrimp. Okay. And I don't know how endless endless is going to be. That was first statement was, I would like the end endless shrimp with my steak. Perfectly normal comment. And she goes, oh, what type of shrimp would you like? At which point, Blake, as if just walking into Disney World, shocked with the amount of options that he has, is just like, oh, there's options. <laughs> to be fair, there were only two. I was a little bit more overwhelmed than I should have been. <laughs> you were just like, my God, what a woman! This is fantastic. 
Adam, you, you are the light of my day right now. This is phenomenal. My, <laughs> you turned into Tim Curry. My God. <laughs> Look at the shrimp. There's so many. I only had two plates of shrimp, though. I, I felt like I didn't get all out of the endless that I wanted. I was fixed to say, anytime, like, Olive, Gar Olive Garden has unlimited pasta or, like, websites have, like, unlimited whatevers, it is always, like, I can have two. You're selling me two pasta bowls. That's it. Which, it was a good deal because, like... Adding, like, an extra shrimp onto my steak normally would have been almost as much as the endless combo. Exactly. <laughs> this is how I know you've gotten tired, is you've gotten to the point where you're not, like, joking or goofing. You're just like, no, guys, let's actually break down this unlimited shrimp combo. Really good deal, in my opinion. Double the shrimp. It was fantastic. It's like, Blake, this is a comedy show. Alternating shrimp. Alter Alternating shrimp. Oh. Uh. Oh, God. But you're treating your mic real bad today, Scotty. No, Are you okay? No, I had to take off my massager. I got done with the massage, and as we learned, you can't, like, just keep the massager on because you will die. You will wake up the next day with no neck. It will have massaged all the muscles away. I remember when my back disappeared after doing that, but you know what? But you know what I hope never disappears, Blake Tanner? Our love. Our, uh, well, I mean, the love that what? we receive from our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash a load of BS is the premier website where you can go to support these good BS boys right here. It's a donation uh, once a month, whether it be a dollar, five dollars, however much you want to give. All of it supports us. And of course, we do have perks for you over there on that website. If you uh, donate any amount, you get immediate access to the BS Rev Up. We release it almost weekly. I'm really bad at uploading it, uh, and I I firmly apologize that I haven't uploaded this week. But it's okay. Uh, if you donate a dollar, though, if you want to kind of amp up, if you donate a dollar, you will get shouted out every single week on this podcast. Like the Patreon Saint Deborah A. Moore, like Megan Bolden, like Scott Moore, like all of the greats. Donate five dollars, five dollars, however, and you will get weekly motivational videos from me or the B just helping you get through the week and of course if you want to be a mac daddy if you want to be a big daddy if mm. you want to be mm. in the BS booty box then ladies and gentlemen $30 $30 over at a load of or over at patreon.com slash a load of BS and every single month we design a brand new shirt for the BS boys. Uh, this month we have the brand new BS Supernatural shirt. It's it's just a supernatural. It's not. It doesn't have to do with the show. It's just really spooky. It's not supernatural at all. It's one of my favorite. It's actually one of my favorite. No copyrights. Yeah, no copyrights. No copyrights. It is one of my favorite designs we've ever released. You can actually see it right here. I'm going to put it up in the video if you guys are watching on YouTube to check that out. We release a new shirt every single month. And if you're a member of the BS Booty Box, you don't have to go on the website. You don't have to order. You ain't got to do nothing. We ship it right to your door completely free of charge. That's a free shirt every single month for you. But that's only available if you go over to patreon.com slash a load of BS. And I actually just set this up recently. Um, if you are not into the whole monthly donation, but you kind of want to donate right now, you're into what we're doing and you want to give like $5, $10 just to help us out. We do have a PayPal account. I just set up paypal.me slash a load of BS. That's if you want to make a one-time donation, or if you want to be one of the greats, just go on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS. Blake, you all right? And Scotty, you know, yeah. you were talking about, um, that supernatural logo and, uh, you actually sent it to me earlier today, like, because you're thinking of getting a new tattoo. Yeah, and you I'm thought, like, that would be one of the places. Uh, for the people watching, on my upper forearm right here, I'm going to get either the current BS Network logo or the BS Supernatural. I don't know which one I want to do. I'm going to do it soon, though. Hopefully, I'm getting tattoo fever. You know, funny thing is, uh, talked about it a little bit, but... Blakey boy's gonna get his first tattoo soon. <laughs> okay, hold on. I just want to say, 
every time I've always been like, Blake, let's get tattoos. Blake, let's get tattoos. Of course, you being the ever-present actor you are, you kind of have to think about your body and be like, well, I want to make sure I can play any role I can, so therefore I don't want to do tattoos. And I was like, I'm fine with that. Oh. And I uh, Then I found out you can cover that shit up with makeup pretty easily. <laughs> Is that what it was? Because last night I was sitting here recording something, um, and I just l hear a ding, and I look over at my phone. Hey, buddy. God needs you to help design me a tattoo, okay? Because I'm getting a tattoo soon. I, I believe my words were, hey, buddy, I need your help um, because Blakey Boy's getting a tattoo soon. And in case you're wondering what uh, Scotty Moore's first instinct was in that moment, it was, oh, the cast party was tonight and Blake is drunk as fuck right now. <laughs> like that was the only obvious explanation I had in that moment was Blake is completely and totally destroyed. I'm going to wake up and it'll be fine. And I wake up to you saying, let's do this. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I finally like, I've never not, I've never not been open to the idea of getting a tattoo, but when I, I really wanted it to mean. Yeah. And somebody was talking about like, we were talking about stage directions, um, during the show that we were in. And it's like, you know, this show has been really important to me. Probably top three shows that I've ever been in, like the people that I met, met and like just the the way that this cast has worked together. Holy shit. I'm that like, makes me happy. Yeah, man, right? Yeah. Um and like, you know what? I wanna get stage directions. I always fuck those up. <laughs> and like the cardinal stage directions for theater, I'm not gonna get too into it, are upstage, downstage, stage left, and stage right, of course. Right. Cut to me telling this to Scotty, I want upstage, downstage, stage left, and stage right, like abbreviated. Only half of my message sent because the next part was, and I want it to be, I want them to be around like a compass rose. And the whole time I was sitting there typing a message going, okay, I've already got the idea. Let me pitch this to you. We're going to put them around a compass rose. It's going to look amazing. And then that other half sent and I went, oh shit. Because um, I don't know if you've ever talked about copy on this show. It's a thing. Not sure. Yeah. It, well, for a while there, me and Blake got to a point where we were so in sync with the way we think that we, I would get a, I would be sending a message and I would receive the exact same message from Blake, our minds basically linking. And instead of, instead of basically, instead of getting into the moments where you're just like, Wow, we just thought of the same thing in the same moment. Isn't that amazing? We simplified it to one simple statement. Copy. That was it. Just copy. Uh, yeah, right there. Same exact thoughts. <laughs> so, yeah, we cop we copied hard on the compass idea. And I and I, I in case you're wondering, I'm just as bad with stage directions as you are, given that you told me to design it, and I went, "Okay, well, I can do all of this down up left, right, and put it all around there." And I sent it to you, and I was like, what do you think? And you're like, it looks pretty good. And then you finally got a chance to look at it, and you go, upstage and downstage is reversed. And I go, ah, oh, shit, okay, fine. Hold on, let me flip this around. Oh. <laughs> um, and it's it turned out incredible, by the way. Like, the two people in my cast that have a lot of tattoos, I showed it to them, and they were just fucking blown away, yeah. honestly. I mean, that... Like, they just really enjoyed the idea. Yeah, me and my... Me and my buddies were talking about tattoos earlier, and it's just like, I like my buddy Thad, who's been on the Quizzle Court podcast and is only referred to as Thad. Me and him are very big into like Celt stuff, and so that that's why the BS Network logo looks so Celtic designed. I tried to do a knot type thing with it, um, and so he was kind of showing me all the Celtic stuff that he wanted, and uh, I was showing him all the different ideas I had, and my favorite was we looked over at my buddy Brady, the guy who I do the 2K17 show on uh, BS Network's YouTube channel with. I look over at Brady, and he goes, I'm going to get one more tattoo. And I went, what? Huh? Like, this is how foreign of an idea it is to me. As I was like, you're going to stop? And he's just like, yeah, I figure like three or four is fine. I'm like, no, it's not. I only have two right now, but I know I ain't quitting. I ain't quitting until this body's a work of art, baby. No, I know some people who they they get the fever, man. They just want it. They just want to have them all. Oh, <laughs> gotta catch them all. Just gotta catch Smoke them all, up. man. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I I don't know. I already have like 
I watched Moana really drunk on a plane at one point, and uh, there's a line where Maui's talking about his tattoos, and she was just like, how did you get them? And he's like, of course, Dwayne replies, I have to earn them. I've got to earn all of these. And I was like, that's badass. And so a majority of my tattoos I will not get unless I feel like I have effectively earned them. However, I do have about five on the back burner where I'm like, if somebody else is going to get tattooed, all right, I'll do it. I'll throw the black I'll throw the black flag logo up here. I'll put something over here. I'm fine with that. Yeah, once you really get to the point where you know what you want on a tattoo, I think that's how you... Because when it comes to tattoos with me, it's always been about it's got to have like a strong meaning. Like I've got to feel something every time I look at yeah. it. I mean, I'm, and that's what this one. Does. I was gonna say, I'm the same way. Like all of my tattoos, I have a reason behind them, and I, even if I have like, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy who goes in there and is like, "Yo, dude, put a peach on my elbow." And you're like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> I like peaches a lot. It's like, okay, here you go. But I, I do have a lot of stuff that I feel strongly about that I'm like, I don't know why. Like to other people, it would be a dumb tattoo, but for me. Like, uh, I had a design. I've not. It's not on my official list of things I want, but it is of a ghost driving a shopping cart, and uh, okay, it is of a ghost driving a shopping cart with a lightsaber, and it says "boo" above it. Guess what, motherfucker? Okay. Makes no sense to anyone except for me. And uh, the story. Hey, the st- that's the point of a lot of tattoos, though. Like, as long as it's. It, it, it's meaning to you because you're slapping it on yourself, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, the story the story behind it is the fact that when I worked at Build-A-Bear in Birmingham, there was this, uh, it was a grandmother and her two kids. They would always come into the store. They would always ask for me. <coughs> and it got to a point one time where I, like, there was no one in the store, and I just played with them for, like, two hours. Like, we raced around and i had i had another kid come up to me i and i was stuffing their bear and one of the two kids kept pl- trying to mess with me and i was like hold on i'll play with you in a minute and th- the kid goes is that your dad and i was like fuck you i'm 22 years old i am no one's papa right now and they're just like i'm the world's greatest grandpa I'm the world's greatest grandpa so yeah it, but they would always try to scare me and they would scare me by saying boo that's why ghost me and or uh, the daughter would or the granddaughter would try to scare me by saying "boo," ghost. The so, or the grandson would always try to have lightsaber fights with me with the little builder bear lightsabers. Lightsaber. The grandmother always uh, rode around and always carried a shopping cart with her shopping cart. So I go through the shopping cart with a lightsaber, uh, just because they were very very influential to me and made me realize like, oh, kids is where it's at. They kind of made me be like, all right, so like. With my tattoos, I I have a very specific way I've laid them out, which is all the tattoos that go on the left side of my body are basically very ingrained and personal. In other words, like I've got PMA written up here. It's positive mental attitude. It's all going back to me. It's um, the BS Network. That was, uh, I mean, no offense. That was my creation. That was my baby. So therefore, that's mine. I can own it. Whereas on this side of my body, it's all outward stuff. So like Diamond Club, I love Diamond Club is my family, and so therefore I got it represented here. I'm gonna get uh, three roses representing people up here. This half of my body is going to be the external, whereas the left half is going to be the internal, and that's kind of how I've approached things. And so I may have a shopping cart ghost at one point on this uh, left side of me or right side of me. <laughs> This is not how I imagined this segment to go, but I really enjoy where it's gone. <laughs> well, yeah, because me and you were just like, I, I, I like that every once in a while we have just these open BS chats as opposed to everything yep. having to be funny. Because before the show, we were like, it's going to be all goof-filled and we're going to come up with dick tattoos. It's going to be great. And then we're like, oh, no, let's actually sit down and just discuss this. It's going to be fantastic. Um, yeah, some days, you know, we just need to do, this is part of like the conversations that people said that they loved listening us, listening to us have. So I think that, I think it definitely has its place because this is really nice, insightful. You get to learn a little bit about the boys. It also, you know? it also is what happens when Blake is excessively tired and we're just like, dude, can we just hang? Can we just hang for Yo. a few? Um, I, there's, there's another thing I wanted to talk about though is, 
I was texting uh my friend about it earlier, and they said, um, so uh, this is your first tattoo. Um, you so you're ready for it, right? Yeah. How's your pain tolerance? Is that all right? I'm like, oh my friend. As the Blake has got some pain tolerance. As the man who uh, sat next to you as we both ate a ghost pepper and basically screamed in your face, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" As you were just kind of—I mean, you freaked out. No, let it not be said, Blake Tanner freaked out. Yo, yeah, definitely. But, we both had our own freakouts. But uh, for the five times where I vomited, you vomited once. So I was just like, "Something's up with this dude." Uh it was. It's all about. It's all about internalizing, <laughs> realizing, internalizing your pain. That pain, yeah, pain is just weakness, leaving body. Um, yeah. And go fuck you, weakness. <laughs> oh god. With me, uh, with the only problem I have with tattoos is the fact that needles are involved, and I don't know. I think there's a disease that's in my body, and what it does is it causes anytime a a puncture wound or something to happen. My body goes into like overdrive, and I almost pass out. Or in the case of the tattoos, the tattoos I've gotten, I've passed out once during the first one. During the second one, I was just like, "Hey man, uh, you mind if I pull out my phone and watch Game Grumps for a little bit?" And he's like, "Do what you gotta, brother." And I was like, "All right." Oh, dude, like a pho needle phobia is a real thing. Do you want me to tell you what the word is for it? Uh, isn't it? It's, it's like Trypanophobia. Okay, I knew it was something. I knew it started with trip. Uh, so yeah, okay, so do you have any other tattoo ideas? Because I'm excited now that you might be a tattoo boy. Okay, so I've got a couple of ideas, uh -huh. um, and they're kind of real, real deep to me. Um, one is, one of them is, is tribal across my bicep. Uh-huh, another one is a Samoan tattoo, um, like The Rock. Uh, going back, I just want to casually say about dick tattoos. I knew a guy once who tattooed people, and it was his finest thing in life to put dicks in all of his art. And at one point, like, someone came up to me and was like, yeah, he tattooed me. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, look at the flames. And I was like, yeah, they're pretty cool flames. He's like, look in the negative space of the flames. And the negative space of the flames formed perfect dicks. And I was like, damn, that dude's good. That's good. That's really good. Like that takes a lot of fucking skill. Uh -huh. Um, but some that I have is like, I want to get the theater masks at some point. You know, the comedy drama masks. Right. Happy sad boys. Um, I'm not sure about that one. I'm still that one's still in the works. Another one though is this necklace that I always wear. Oh, uh, very. The ones me and you are matching bro neck bro necklaces. Yeah, our bro necklaces. The front is like my astrological sign. I don't put a lot of stock into like all of that stuff, um, really. But it just it means a lot to me. Um, this is the point that I was born in. I'm proud to be like in this in this in the Leo Club. Yeah. Like in the Lion Club, because you know I'm a brave lion, motherfuckers. Hear me <laughs> roar! I just can't wait to be king and all that shit. <laughs> um. Uh, but the other one is. Really beautiful design of a phoenix yeah. on the back. Like, this is one of my favorite, like, designs that I've ever seen. And I really, like, I want that phoenix design. Because, uh, for me, there have been a lot of points in my life where, like, I have felt like I've had to rise out of the ashes of whatever fucking disaster has gone on in my life. And I have. Yeah. And I'm not gonna stop doing that whenever it happens. See so, I want... I'm getting a phoenix on me for two reasons. One, a lot of people get phoenixes, and so I was very, for a very long time, like, I'm not getting a phoenix unless I have a personal attachment to the phoenix. Because a lot of people use the phoenix for the rise up metaphor, and I'm not saying it's a bad idea. It's a very good idea. I was just like, I need a personal connection to a phoenix. Then I wrote- Well, you need to have risen up, you what? know? You need to have felt like that. Well, no, oh, trust me, I have. And then I also wrote a book series where the main villain is a phoenix. And I was like, good, I got my phoenix. I have a reason to write yep. a phoenix. So, uh, but, like, you've seen you've seen the design on my necklace, like that real cool boss-ass phoenix. Dude, it's on mine, too. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's yeah. We both have phoenixes. On, the only, on mine, I have a unicorn on the other side, and you have the Leo. Yep. But, like, it's just a fucking baller, isn't it? Oh, it, <laughs> yes. It is quite a fucking baller. Um, 
It's quite the baller. I, I just love that. I I don't know. I love the the art design of that phoenix. Mm. Uh, I, particular. I really like. I'm just trying to think of placement for all of the different tattoo ideas you have, depending on how big you want it. I like the idea almost. Actually, you don't have. You've got a very bare bones chest, so it might not feel as good as it would. But I like the idea that you take the coin and basically where it lays on you, you put a circle and you put the actual phoenix tattooed on you. That was like right fucking there. That was idea one. Idea two for the theater masks, uh, do them for both of your shoulders. So basically where your shoulder meat is, one side could be the happy, one side could be the bad, make them look all distorted, fucked up and shit. That's a yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. one. That's a good. Am I missing one? Was that it? I I do have to think though. I still do think about like there are some places like on my back, um, because it's it's pretty easy to cover up um tattoos if like you can get to them yeah. with makeup. On the back, it's go it's hella hard. Oh, I was not about to tell you on the back at all, good sir. Um, I I, yeah. I don't even think I have any ideas for anything to go on my back. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, mostly because I'm like, I'll never see it. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like maybe, I un- and I understand if you want to get a tattoo on your back. I'm not going to shame you oh, for getting no. a tattoo on your back. back but for me, are beautiful. There are some beautiful back pieces yeah. in this world. But I feel like that's more for, like, this is who I want to show you who I am. I want to show you this. You know, yeah. I want you to see this. That's what a back tattoo is to me. And if you've got something that you want people to see... Like, you have so much more fucking confidence than I do, and I respect you for yeah. it. Like, you just want to put, I have a giant dick on the back, <laughs> tattooed on your back. Put that dick. Put that dick on put your back. Dick. Feel the dick. No, it's written. And it's written in, like, that Chick-fil-A cow writing font. I have a big dick. There you go. Um, Let's look at how impressive it is. I'm going to send you a picture. And, you know, <laughs> um, and just really quick, because you need to see Okay, this. okay. What is that? What is that? This is a personification of an evil um god in Buddhist lore. No, it's not. He's not a god. He's like a demon. No, he's not. You're a liar. Oh my god, that's okay. So uh, if if the, if we had taken the segment where we wanted to and just made a bunch of goofs about making a tattoo, I think this is where we would end at. We would end at this weird green dick monster. Um, in Buddhist myth, Mara is also known as the evil one, a tempter. Through the deceit of regarding the mundane and negative as alluring and personifies unwholesome impulses, unskillfulness, Wait. and the death of spiritual Wait. life. Hold on! Hold the fuck on! I've never seen what Mara looks like, but do you want to know something real fucked up, Blake Tanner? One of the tattoos yeah. I want is a tattoo that says, I see you, Mara. Because, like, that's one of that's a, uh, that's one of the Buddhist stories I've read about, and I, can, I cannot remember any of the details, but I think it's Buddha, is chilling in his temple, and anytime Mara comes in, everybody's like, she brings all of this destruction and horrible witness with her. She's horrible. Fu- oh, my God. And then she comes into Buddha's temple. And he just goes, I see you, Mara. And it's basically a reminder to, in that moment where you feel like depression or anxiety or these negative things coming on, instead of being like trying to avoid them or running, just saying like, I see you. And now we move on. And it's a dick. It's a big old green dick, Mr. Blake Danner. Now, I will say, yeah, in Buddhist lore, like Mara doesn't have a, in, many pictures. Um... Yeah. But this is from, like, a popular Japanese uh, game series. Really? And, like, lore series. Japanese, yeah, called- you say? This thing's from fucking Japan? No shit. <laughs> you think? Uh, okay. In media res, how are we going to get back into the show? Oh, no. That's being left into the show. And now we're going to talk about merch.alonebrbs.com. <laughs> Thank you, Blake Tanner, for that easy merch transition. 
But ladies and gentlemen, of course, as I said earlier, we release brand new shirts every single month for the BS. We actually release a brand new one every single month for Fight Boys. Whenever I get bored, I release one for all the other shows. And it's all available over at merch.alotapurebs.com in whatever segment you want to go to, whether that be Fight Boys, if you like pro wrestling, uh, whether that be the Queasel Corp section, if you like the book, you got stuff over there. And of course, we do have shirts for a load of BS whether you uh, want the BS Supernatural shirt or, of course, we have the more traditional uh, whiskey logo that I made. I still need one of those, actually. It's one of my favorite designs we've made. So if you want the logo on a shirt or if you want uh, whatever you'd like, it was all available over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in whatever section you'd like. We actually got a purchase today, and it was... Really? <laughs> Thank you. By a real person? Yeah. Well... You know, my favorite thing about this is the fact that we are effectively the Ghostbusters, where anytime it happens, we're like, we got one! <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it was it was my girlfriend. So, I mean, it's still money. Well, it's still money coming into the company, so we got something. <laughs> but my favorite was she bought it as a surprise. Like, she was just like, I bought something, and I wanted you to be surprised when I wore it. And I'm like, how the fuck? I run the website. How am I not supposed you to know see. what damn thing you did? And she's like, I don't, I just kind of assumed it was all anonymous. I'm like, I can't ship something to anonymous. She's like, oh, that is a point, I guess. And I'm like, yes, exactly. That makes sense. So yeah, if you guys, if you guys want to support us, and that means the people who run these websites, just go to merch.loadofyourvs.com. Um, so Blake Tanner, the Ninja Turtles. The, what? <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's where this show go is going is towards the Ninja Turtles, and recently they had a um, I, I saw an image of it online, and it's for a a one off series. They're oh, are you okay? You look no, you, no. I just want to listen. I want to experience. Okay, this. you looked very excited. It was for uh, the brand. It's the new Ninja Turtles where they're all CGI and stuff, and yeah. It was an ad for something called Raphael, Mutant Apocalypse. Let me repeat that. Raphael, Mutant Apocalypse. And um, in case you're curious, this episode of the Ninja Turtles, everyone's favorite fun-loving pizza-eating guys, takes place 50 years into the future after the apocalypse happened. It, it is a three-part miniseries where Raphael is in fucking Mad Max. Is it only Raphael? It is Raphael and Donatello, who is now a fucking robot. And that's it. But... But... Somewhere... But, okay, somewhere in the distant future... One day, the Earth was hit by the detonation of a massive mutagen bomb, which disrupted the ecosphere and completely changed the world. The Earth turned into a single, sand-covered wasteland. Humanity was completely extinguished, and only the mutants were tough and adaptive enough to survive in this twisted environment. Through the apocalyptic world, Raphael, whose memories of his former life after the explosion of the bomb are only misty for him, and Donatello, trapped in a robotic shell as the seemingly only survivors of their family in the Shell Razor. The Shell Razor! Fuck. And, uh, well, so obviously, you know, like in Mad Max, there are, you know, the good guys, and you got, like, Ravagers and stuff like that. Yep. Would you like to know what the name of them, what the name of these uh, ravagers are in uh, *Mutant Apocalypse*? Please. Uh, him. The survival of the two will be put to the test by Verminator Rex and his plunderers, the Honey Badger Ravagers. Oh my the god! The Honey Badger Ravagers. The Honey Badger Ravagers. I love them. I. Oh my god, Fucking and shit. so, I don't know how long these episodes are, because this plot description is like, 5 billion miles long, and this is for part one of the three part series. 
How fucking long are these? Um, let me put it that it would be on par with having to read WrestleMania 1962 from like the beginning of the podcast, but times three. Um, but here, this is, this is the end of the first episode. Uh, they've met. I'll catch you up to speed. I've read it. Um, they meet like this girl who joins them basically as uh, as an enemy at first, but then becomes a friend. And uh, they get into more fights with the fucking honey badger ravages. Uh, after they have stopped to repair the damage to the shell razor, Raph and Donatello express their respect to Mira, that's the lady, and take it with them. Mira tells them that the turtle in the impossible desert is a... Oh, the impossible desert is like this really cool fancy desert you can go to, I guess. Um, yeah, and it's impossible. Yeah. Utterly impossible. And it is a hermit who only knows his way to the oasis and is known as the Holy Chalupa. He is the Holy One. Chalupa! Okay. But when this name is mentioned, Raph and Don are surprised. For among the turtles, only one has ever made use of these words. Michelangelo! Michelangelo. Mikey! Mikey is the holy chalupa. So. Holy chalupa. That's episode one. Let's see. Uh, episode two is called The Impossible Desert. And there is no plot for it. No plot description. It's fine. Okay. Now let's go on to Carmageddon. The, the final episode. Carmageddon, and well, still no plot. Still no plot for it. However, wait, what? Okay, Let, let's just let's let, let's wrap about this. I just read a very interesting thing. So, as we know, it takes place fifty years into the future. Everyone you know and love is dead. The apocalypse has happened. Uh, yes. Uh, Donatello is a robot. Raphael is fucking Raphael, and Michelangelo is the Holy Chalupa. And a He's also blind, isn't he? Is he? What? Didn't you just say he was blind? Oh, no. And he only knows how to get to the, oh, the oasis? No, I, I don't think I said he's blind, but I, he does know the way to the uh, fucking oasis or whatever. Um, but what I just read is going to blow the most of your fucking mind, Blake Tanner. Because this miniseries is the fucking series finale. This is how Ninja Turtles goes off the air. Is with the apocalypse. What? I know. They were just like, hmm, how should we end this? Should we have like some really good final one-off against the Shredder? Or maybe Krang comes down and they finally destroy the Technodrome once and for all. Or, <laughs> hear me out, we put it- Let's just fuck it all up. <laughs> hey, just fuck our shit up. Or how about we just fucking old man Logan Raphael up and then just put him into this dark dystopian Mad Max. Okay, yo, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, I've trusted you in the past. I love you, Nickelodeon. Let me just slow down and uh, bring up the fact that in this meeting, they had to be like, all right, what's our target demo for the Ninja Turtles fans? Ah, probably the 7 to 12 group. All right, well, what should our finale be inspired by? How about two of the best R-rated movies to come out in recent years, Logan and Mad Max Fury Road? Those hit films that the, just is lovely with the 7 to 12 demo. I mean, those kids, those kids, they fucking love that vibe. Did you see that dude with the guitar in Mad Max? Exactly. Loved it. Oh my god, do you think there's a scene where Michelangelo... Uh, well, now it's all... We don't know, so it's all exposition from here. We can just try to figure it out. But you know there's gotta be a scene where Michelangelo decks out with a guitar and is just getting it while playing. Yeah! Oh, man. Hey. Hey, Mikey. You know something about this guitar? It's just begging to be shredded. <laughs> Um, uh, also, apparently, in the first episode, Raphael does say, what a day, what a lovely day. 
Apparently, okay, so they're not even being coy about it. They're just like straight up being like, this is a reference to Mad Max. Apparently, he says it sarcastically, but still, Raphael of the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is in the apocalypse. He said that shit. Fighting honey badgers. There's no taking it back. I would. Okay, Scotty, I do have one important question, though. I'm going to have to get my friend to ask it. Okay, so guys, what role am I going to play? <laughs> hey, Nick Cage here again. Sorry, been been gone since the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to need a role in this movie, and I'm going to need you to pay me a million and a half to do it. I will be a crying. Hour. I will be the tiny brain inside the body, and Nick, you will portray the body. <laughs> oh my god, that would be horrifying. A Nick, naked Nicolas Cage with a brain, but he also talks as the brain. Yes! They have the same face. You know, that Krang is one of those creatures where, like, as a kid, you just kind of took it as face value of just like, oh, he's a spooky dude. If you look at that weird-ass mech suit that he wore, it's the weirdest shit that's ever existed in the entire world. Right? Like, even Uh in the new, like, Ninja Turtle movie, apparently they updated the suit. Don't work. It still don't work. That it he does not work as a villain. He's just like Gardos, I will find you. It's like Krang, fuck off. Give me the guy with cheese graters on his hands. Like I think I think cartoons are causing people to grow more and more fucked up. Because we just kind of accepted a lot of Ninja Turtles at face value, not understanding that uh, an immense amount of it was just a parody of superheroes at the time. And instead of us being like, oh, I get it, they're a comedy, we were like, no, these are legitimate heroes. <laughs> this is the new they world. They're doing something good. Scotty, I I have just like needed to remind myself about like how horrible Krang's bodysuit was in like the old t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series yep. and I have gone down a rabbit hole of weird like photoshops <laughs> one of them is like okay this is going to be weird this is it's somebody's pregnancy announcement no <laughs> except like they've got OG Shredder and they've replaced it with the dude's face, with the dad's face. And they've got Krangbot, where the bodysuit is a woman's head. And instead of Krang, they have, like, the fucking, um... I am your father! I am your They have, oh... Dada, dada. What's, the, what's the thing that they do? What's the thing that they do that make you see oh, the, the baby? Me- the metronome. Metronome, yeah, the metrogram. The metronome! They put they put the metrogram gnome, like in where Krang's face would be. Oh Jesus! And it's utterly horrific. It's terrifying. I I really hope that this was a joke. Like I just now realized that I will never be a married man for a very good reason because I know to find perfection in a marriage you must find the woman who will take the Krang Shredder photo with you live and I will never find that joyous woman in my life oh no that this person may not even exist <laughs> it, was, it was all just a photoshop um so- but listen hey if you're out there yeah call me <laughs> so uh Blake Tanner what did you learn this week gonna be a short episode i think because we're both exhausted oh thank you god i learned that um grizzled logan Raphael has to take a pilgrimage with his robotic brother to find the holy chalupa uh-huh. and i learned that i see you mara you giant green leafy dick monster she's like what happened <laughs> <laughs> i see you too scotty oh, we're coming for you Mara out. So you know, like, you, you know, in Pokemon, there are the mega evolutions now. Mara's what happened if you mega evolve Meganium. It would just become this big, horrifying dick monster. Oh, I was about to say, Mara's what happens when you mega evolve the dick. <laughs> you evolve the dick. Okay, so Blake Tanner, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom V I D Y A. Um. 
And you know what? You can just find me in your hearts. You can find him. I'm there. You can find him at your local tattoo parlor, getting uh, a compass on his arm. And <laughs> that is not the sound a tattoo gun makes. And if it did, I would laugh a lot more when I got tattooed. Like this hurts. It's like a, a lot. fucking screw gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E. M-O, you can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. And actually, the official audiobook for Queasel Corp just dropped. You can get it on Audible. You can get a free 30-day trial of Audible. You, you can get the book completely for free that way. Um, and, of course, I do have the Queasel Corp podcast. You can find it and all the other amazing BS Network programs like this one, like Fight Boys, like Opposite Attractions, all over at a load of pure BS Dot com. Like I said, guys, sorry this week's episode's a little bit short. Just, I'm exhausted. Blake is exhausted. But Blake's show is over this week. This is the last run of it. So next week, things should be getting back to what could somewhat be considered normal, I guess. I don't know if we know what normal is. <laughs> um, and, of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, if you're on iTunes, review, subscribe. Every single little bit you guys helps. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS. Dot com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes, bitches. And we will see you next week.